Sound the alarms. This is a tech edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly, joining you from Fool Headquarters here in Alexandria, Virginia. I am joined by the incomparable Dylan Lewis to my left. How are you? I'm actually I'm pretty well rested, considering it's Friday afternoon. Yeah, we uh, we had a little bit of a breaker. We're actually uh, recording this a little bit later than usual because we had uh, a little bit of a false fire alarm. Yeah, fire, earlier. what I thought was a fire drill wound up being a fire alarm. Yeah, there were about, what, nine, I think, counted fire trucks outside our building checking things out. Yeah, we were hanging out for like... Hour, hour and a half out there. We got ice cream, went to Starbucks. I took a little nap in Starbucks. You took a nap so at Starbucks. Am, I'm chipper. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do the show. This is exactly what those leather chairs are for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, in case you're wondering, nobody's harmed. Building's fine. We're back up and running, so it's all good. And we were talking about the big news out of Apple this week. Uh, they basically announced that the next version of Safari, their internet browser, will have ad blocker mm-hmm. uh, built in. Yeah. So, Dylan, what is Adblock and why should I care? Yeah, this is a fantastic lead into a show that I think I've wanted to do for probably about three months. And- he actually <laughs> won't shut up about it, folks. <laughs> um, and so, ad filtering, ad blocking, uh, it's just removing uh, or altering advertisement that would show up in a web page. Uh, basically, there's these extensions that you can add to a browser and they block HTTP, HTTPS requests uh, based on the source address. So, like, there's this reference database um, that they keep of addresses uh, of known advertisers, and they reference that list. And if anything comes back from that address, they just kind of block it so you don't see it when you're browsing. I am all about ad blocker. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. a huge ad blocker. It, it's weird to go back to watching the internet or like experiencing the internet on someone's computer that doesn't ad block. Right. You're just like, this is what you're working with, huh? Stop it. No. Too many ads. Um, and so, two of the big names in ad blocking, just for some context for our listeners, uh, there's ad block. Totally. Which was an open source, da 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 da, da. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's totally free. There's a suggested donation uh, to support the developer, Michael Gundlach. Have you ever donated? I have not, no. I shamelessly downloaded as a teenager. And that was my cop-out, as I'm a teenager. I don't need to pay for right. anything. Um, and then there's Adblock Plus, also free. Um, and while their names are extremely similar, they are independently operated, no connection. Um, the big difference is Adblock is, as I understand it, totally ad-free. And Adblock Plus has whitelisted ads, which is something that we'll touch upon a little bit later in the show. So how many people are we talking here that have downloaded these ad blocking programs or add-ons to their browsers? So the best I can get for you in terms of data is from a 2014 study called Ad Blocking Goes Mainstream. And this is coming from PageFair and Adobe. It was a joint survey. Um, and as of Q2 2014, they estimated there was an active installed user base of roughly 144 million. Um, I think it's probably closer to just under 200 million now. Uh, and, you know, we can kind of get into the way that uh, growth is projecting out. But uh, I think it's safe to say just under 200 million. I just assumed you'd throw out a billion something. Like, yeah. I thought it would be more. Yeah, it's one of those things that you forget that most people aren't aware of, you know, which is kind of wild. I'm picturing little. Like my grandma clicking on ads and stuff. But anyway. Yeah. And here in the U.S., uh, kind of surprisingly, it isn't as big as I thought it would be. Um, and then So you, all these people are in Europe or something. Yeah. And perhaps not surprisingly, um, you know, some of the Scandinavian countries where a lot of like the- We don't believe in your ads. <laughs> well, like where a lot of like nefarious <laughs> internet activity started with like music streaming, music downloading, right. you know, 
uh, I think I think Kazaa was Swedish, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like Sweden's third on the list in terms of 21.6% of internet users using ad blocking. Uh, first is Poland at just about 29%. Uh, U.S. isn't even in the top 10, which is wow. kind of interesting. And, um, you know, so when we're talking about ads not being served up to users, this obviously impacts very ad-reliant businesses like Google and Facebook. Certain people have been freaking out yeah. like about this. And this is something that has been on their radar for a little while. This isn't something that came out of nowhere. Like they, They've known about this. Um, I will say, given what the average revenue per user is uh, for most of these major tech players, the fact that the U.S. is not in the top ten is a nice thing. I mean, U.S. Uh, ads are by far the most Because it's super important to Google valuable. in terms of the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, like that's, what, 99% yeah. of the revenue? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're almost entirely ad-dependent. Um, and so, yeah, like Google has about forty. Uh, sorry, Facebook has about forty-five, forty-seven percent of its revenue coming from the U.S. Okay, so the fact yeah. that there's a low uh, installed base of ad block users, um, you know, is is a generally a good thing for them. But uh, I think you're going to start to see that shift a little bit. Um, so if you want to look at it demographically, and this is again coming from that PageFair survey, so eighteen to twenty-nine, uh, that group represents the highest. Uh, proportion of people that are using adblock uh, various softwares uh, and that's about 41 percent and it drops off dramatically when you go to 30 to 44 26 percent uh and then 45 and to 21 percent completely straight line but yeah i mean i'm looking at this and it's just like goes up in age yeah. usage goes down of yeah. ad blocking. as soon as you get outside of that millennial group Game the, the drop off is pretty steep yeah i wonder if google's in trouble when we're all like 50 yeah <laughs> so uh, one of my college professors, uh, Rick Swayze at Northeastern University, he said, uh, I remember this in class, demographic shifts are like glaciers. They're visible and slow moving, but they'll sink a lot of ships. Yeah. and That's a good quote. Yeah, right? That's good. He's a smart dude. Um, and I can't help but look at this breakdown here and yeah. say, okay, well, these major internet players aren't in trouble right now. Right. But five, ten years from now... This is something that needs to be addressed. They need to work something out with either the ad blockers or uh, in, in a way that's more of a partnership or eliminate them somehow, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> because if, if you're reliant on uh, serving up ads to people and, you know, 40 percent of the people that are most actively browsing are blocking those ads, then your business is in trouble. So uh, Apple's announcement really are related to uh, mobile Safari. Mm-hmm. Um does it matter? Because as I understand it, a lot of mobile ads outside of Facebook, they don't, they aren't that big of a deal to Google and stuff. Yeah, the impact isn't um, isn't quite as big, just because like you know the ROI on mobile is a little yeah. different. Uh, but I think people were more surprised with that Safari announcement. And uh, just some background here: so Apple announced that when iOS nine launches in the fall, uh, you'll be able to go to the App Store and download an extension that can block most news sites um, and you know some of the other content providers out there. Um, so obviously the desktop version of Safari currently allows something like that. Um, and just to give you an idea, it's roughly like a 10%, maybe 12% installed base right. for desktop Safari users. Uh, but the reason that this was such a big deal is because before that, uh, there weren't a lot of mobile options for ad blocking. So I think Firefox and Opera were really the only two. Yeah, I've got Chrome on my phone, and now that I think about it, I don't. I, it isn't there. It isn't an option. Yeah, and so uh, you know, you think of some of the big browsers out there, Chrome, 
Firefox and Safari, right? Like those are the ones that immediately pop into and mind. The biggest one is, of course, Safari. It's got like sixty some odd percent for uh, mobile. For mobile yes. in the United States, yeah. Um, and so I think that's why people were really starting to freak out is <laughs> because this uh, is our last bastion. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And um, granted, uh, and this is something that PageFair notes with their uh, with their report that um, installed bases for adblock services are smaller on pre-installed browsers. So and, and, and you see that on desktop where Safari generally is like around 10 or 11 percent, whereas Firefox is up around 35%. Chrome's at like 31%. Mm. And so a part of that, I think, is um, your more savvy internet users are going to seek out these browsers and install right. them. Like, it, and I think this is really telling that IE, Internet Explorer, from Microsoft only has like a 2% installed base you know, in terms of ad blocking softwares, which is crazy but not surprising. When Microsoft announced they're getting rid of Internet Explorer, I was like, "Oh, they still had it." What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I can't think of anyone that I know that uses IE. But, nope. but, and you, and this is again the demographic thing. Like a lot of older folks use Internet Explorer. Yeah. Um, and so, what I think one of the most interesting things with this, uh, in terms of Google's conundrum here, is so you know roughly thirty percent of Chrome users have uh, have some sort of this extension running, and. Chrome is leading the charge in terms of growth uh, <laughs> among the adblock installed base. I've been thinking this whole time: is Google shooting themselves in the foot, or what's the game plan here? Yeah, so it's interesting, and I think uh, looking into the numbers here. Uh, so, PageFair said roughly five percent of the global internet population uses adblock, and that group uh, isn't. It, that's not a direct translation to internet traffic because those tend to be power users, people that consume a disproportionate amount of the internet. Okay. And so, realistically, that probably accounts for about 10% of total traffic. And so, based on the distribution, you know, like, there are a whole bunch of ad blocks out there. Um, one of the interesting things is that Google has what they call a, uh, a whitelist agreement with Adblock Plus, and a couple other advertisers, notably Microsoft and Amazon, also do. And so, Adblock Plus has these approved ad providers. Okay. And they're approved because they're supposedly non-intrusive. And, um, you know, they're they're not as uh, disruptive for your online experience. Adblock Plus uh, reportedly gets a 30% commission on ads served up through its whitelister provider program. Oh, wow. So it's like, we're going to give you ads, but they won't be that bad. Exactly, yeah. So, and it's, it's a solution that both sides are kind of comfortable with. And, uh, there's a precarious equilibrium going on. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic. Okay, so what's the impact on mon- like revenues here? Yeah, so uh, if you want to look at what Google's putting out, uh, about sixty eight billion in trailing twelve month revenue. So uh, PageFair estimates about five percent of the global internet population uses AdBlock. They probably account for about ten percent of traffic usage, just because most of the people that are running AdBlock also tend to be power internet users. Um, so let's say half of that's lost because it's not part of uh, people that are using AdBlock Plus and okay. have the whitelisted ads. Um, but thanks to that whitelist agreement with AdBlock Plus, uh, recu- uh, Google recoups about 70% of that other half. So numbers wind up working out to about a 7% revenue impact for Google. That's not small. It's not small. No, and I think it's something that you're just going to kind of see creep up and up and up. Slowly but surely, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it's, it's something that you have to watch. Like I said, um, you know, they, they have a relationship in place with these ad block providers, but 
is it a sustainable long-term solution? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Got it. Well, thank you for your thoughts, Dylan. Always a pleasure, Sean. Well, that is it for us, fools. If you have any questions or comments for us, we would love to hear for, from you. Just email us at focus at fool.com. Again, that is focus at fool.com. And uh, I did want to make everybody aware of a very special offer for all of our fool, uh, industry-focused listeners. If you found this discussion informative and you're looking for more foolish stock ideas, Stock Advisor may be the service for you. It is our flagship newsletter started more than 10 years ago by Motley Fool co-founders Tom and David Gardner. We're offering the lowest price out there for all of our listeners. It is $129 for a two-year subscription to Stock Advisor. You'll get two stock recommendations every single month with insight from our team of analysts. Just go to focus.fool.com to take advantage of this deal. Once again, that is focus.fool.com. As always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear in this program. For Dylan Lewis, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on! (laughs) 